O'Reilly Auto Parts specializes in keeping your car on the road. Not sure how much life is left in your battery? Our professional parts people will test it for free. If it does need to be replaced, we'll help you find just the right one to fit your car. Our superstar batteries are built to handle even the toughest conditions. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Drew and Jonathan Scott here to tell you that American Family Insurance wants to protect your dreams. So whether you're at home singing in the shower, every note, or prefer singing your heart out in the car like Drew, cruising, you can save up to 23% when you bundle your home and auto insurance with American Family Insurance. Get a quote or find an agent at amfam.com. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Ready for the interview, and if you get a cue live on a laptop, watch what I'm gonna do. Welcome to the show, let them know we got a point of view. Hey, yo, let's have a combo. Say what you feel, be real, that's the motto. Real talk, pronto, Dr. D, PhD, hit the intro. Hold up, wait, gotta be social, network, global, a home for the locals. Gotta be social, network, global, a home for the locals. Dude, you basically at one point there was just a shot of your crotch, <laughs> you know, and that's how we start the show. I mean, you know, I mean, it's uh, I thought you'd enjoy it. I We're at that point in our relationship where uh, <laughs> this is this is how we roll. It's become kinkier by the second. <laughs> I'm calling Simon a boutique Viking oh, now man. because he sends me pictures of him looking. Very handsome, but very Viking-like. <laughs> very, very large and in charge. Um, yeah, that was, um, yeah, I was so excited to have actually performed for the first time since before COVID. How was it? <laughs> it was good. You know, the, the turnout wasn't what uh, the organizers were hoping for. Yeah. Um, but uh uh, I, I mean, for me, just personally, it was just kind of an icebreaker to say, all right, I got to I got to get back into performing again because yeah. it's been it's been too long. I'd been feeling the itch for a long time and uh, finally got around to doing it. Man, well, you look great. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I care about. I don't care how I sounded. I don't care, you know, if people enjoyed the music. You know, so and, <laughs> I don't know if I told you, but, you know, I, I did it in in uh, the only style I know how, which is to say that I wrote a whole new album to, to, to do it. And I, and, and I and I recorded backing tracks to perform to uh, since I don't have a band. And I did all this within a span of about two and a half weeks. Um, so. Like I was writing lyrics for the songs um, less than 48 hours, probably within about 36 hours before the show. And, you know, I was just saying, you know, it's just like, that's, it feels like that's the only way I know how to do things anymore. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm not going to do any old stuff. I'm just going to, anyway, I heard great reviews from people. So I was really happy with how it all went. It's fantastic, man. So yeah, was, I'm, <clears throat> that's awesome. I'm drink, 
I'm drinking my post-workout smoothie. Okay. You know, you got to keep up that Viking body of yours. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I was telling a friend of mine recently, I was like, you know, sometimes the gym is good for my vanity sometimes too, because I see other guys who are my age. Yeah. And um, some, some guys look great. You know, some guys are, are keeping it tight, you know? Yeah. And then other guys are just, you know, they got the big bellies hanging over yeah, and they're, yeah. they're doing everything wrong. And, and sometimes just, all right, well, I know I've got at this point a little bit more of a dad bod than a rad bod, <laughs> but I'm fighting it. I'm fighting it. I'm getting back. I'm getting, I'm getting it back and I'm seeing improvement little by little. And uh, luckily, you know, you and I know how to do these things. That's true. And all we have to do is follow our own advice. That's very true. And I followed <laughs> your advice. And today we're talking about the three fugitives. That's right. And let me tell you, I'm surprised I didn't watch this back when it came out, man. I'm really shocked I hadn't seen this before. I, I was surprised you hadn't seen it either. Very Nolte, surprised. Martin Short. Um, you know, I mean, I'm actually surprised they didn't do more team-ups like this yeah with with martin and uh, shortened uh, but this movie so when i when i sent it to you or i i, I floated the idea uh, of talking about this movie by you i did it under the premise of i don't think this movie would get made today what yeah. what do you think about that statement yeah i was watching it and my wife came in she's like what is this how did i miss this also like what happened yeah. And I watch it and I'm like, actually, I think it's kind of funny. I just love Nick Nolte. And I was like, yeah, this is like a movie that's trapped in time. Like nobody's even trying to do anything like this or no. some silly movie with Kevin Hart and, you know, Ice Cube or something. It was like nothing close to that, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's a family movie that is like trying to set some kind of record for swearing. Oh my, and Martin Short, I didn't know that he cursed that much. Like I never, you never hear him cursing in like three amigos no. and stuff, you know? Like, no, no, no. It's not really part of his normal persona. No, no. And this, and this particular persona where he is manic, depressive, bank robbing kidnapper is yeah. really outside of his normal <laughs> purview as well. Yes. But, you know, so many things as I was watching it with my daughter and, and we were loving it, you know, we were just cracking up and I, and I always love this, this movie I, I put in the same kind of category as twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. and Danny DeVito. I, I loved these kinds of movies when I was growing up, they were just, you know, they were, they were the tough guy comedies that, that it felt like for a, a very short space in time, they were doing them really well. Yeah. Like Arnold did a couple, you know, Nick Nolte, of course, did this one, you know, and, and just uh, and Nolte did 48 hours and stuff like that. So these tough guys who are doing kind of these action comedies and things like that. But this one is not, you know, 48 hours, 48 hours, is pretty dark. Yeah, it's to, dark. Yeah. This. And Nick Nolte <laughs> you know, was but, his regular grumpy self, just much yeah. younger looking. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you know, he's a lot more fit. Um, yes. sometimes it's fun to go back and you, you go back and you see young Nick Nolte and it's like, man, he was actually really fit. Yeah. You know, he was, he was yeah. a really fit, tough guy, you know, and, and, uh, no stunt double when he carries Martin short and the baby up the stairs, 
by himself. Exactly. You know? And you see him strained to do it, which yes. I also enjoyed because it's like, yeah, I mean, just because he's a tough guy doesn't mean carrying two people in his arms up the stairs is going to be easy. But if Arnold <laughs> would have done it, they would have made him look like, you know, oh my God, they were floating on air. Or <laughs> yeah. something, you know what I mean? <laughs> and a pun would have happened. You yeah. had to pick, pick something up. <laughs> <laughs> hold on i need to pick something up yeah it's a little bit so cheesy but so enjoyable at the same time yeah but there was just a handful of scripts that i felt like hit a a really good balance of having enough heart and 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 this one it gets really cheesy sometimes it has that it has that synth like (laughs) um you know things going you know it's super super cornball but um, but it but it kind of strikes enough, right, enough balance of having uh, some some real heart to it. Yeah, you really care for the characters, and at the same time, um, it's hilarious and it's funny, and it, it, it's got. And, and I don't want to keep harping on the swearing, but I was just thinking about just like you don't get a lot of family films anymore with a lot of swear words. No, no, and this who was it somebody was just talking to me about how they went back and watched a movie from their childhood and Mm -hmm. thought and thought oh i would never let my children watch that (laughs) guess which movie it was what was it goonies what there is a parent who grew up with goonies went back and watched it and said oh i would never let my child because the kids are talking like kids yeah that's the brilliance of those movies back then right is that the kids talk and act like kids. They're not, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, they, they do playful, silly things and, yeah. and, and, and stuff like that. But have you been watching Obi-Wan Kenobi? No, I mean, actually, my dad has been telling me to watch. I just haven't got to it yet. The, the girl, Princess Leia, is in it. Sorry, spoiler. No, it's all good. But yeah. And, you know, I get it. She's Princess Leia, so she's supposed to be really cool. But she's 10 in the show. Mm-hmm. She does not talk like a 10-year-old. And at one point, Obi-Wan Kenobi says, you don't sound 10 like you're 10. Yeah. But at the same time, what we're getting over and over, and I used to, or and still am, a champion of women empowerment and things like that, but what we're getting over and over are female characters that are way too cool. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does make sense. Yeah. It's just like, because it, it, it starts to spill over to the point where now they can't do anything wrong and they can't, and, and they, everything a, a boy does, they can do better, which is fine. It's actually fine with me. I'm actually yeah. totally fine with that in the right context, in the right film, with the right characters and things like that. I, I'm totally fine with the, you know, any female protagonist being awesome and amazing if it suits the story and if it's doing, but when you keep seeing it over and over and you're seeing like the same female protagonist yeah, yeah. over and over. Um, and it's not strictly female. Right. And I'm not dogging females, but what I am trying to get at is that I enjoy characters that are extremely flawed. 
Yes. And I enjoy characters that act like the character that they should be, not like what they need to be for the plot. Yeah. Does that also make sense? Yeah. And that is a genius of something like a Goonies movie Such that, a that we movie. used to get back then because the kids aren't super they're not like super smart way more intelligent no. you know all this kind of stuff they're just goofy kids it's like that's what most kids are <laughs> yeah and they just get caught up in this adventure and but you know if that movie were made today these kids would be super intelligent the 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 the, the grown-ups would be even more over the top stupid than they were in goonies yes you know what i yes, mean exactly <laughs> you know? And they'd cut out all the swearing. And in doing so, they would cut out anything that might be interesting or any kind yeah. of room for growth in a character. And that's what I'm getting at when I talk about the female character who's now getting too perfect. It's yeah. the Ray Skywalker character mm -hmm. where you've already started out with no room for her to grow because she's right. already awesome at everything. <laughs> And you compare that to the Luke Skywalker character, right. all that guy had was room to grow. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? And we got to, to watch him grow through a series of three movies. Um, and, and we're not going to count, you know, the, the last Jedi movie that <laughs> Just... we're not even going to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> but let's go back to three fugitives because um, once again, you had a child in it. The child yeah. is, has a special needs child. And once again, I feel like in today's filmmaking, she would have been doing excessively smart things. She would have been like the hero saving yeah. Nick Nolte or something. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And instead in this movie that we got, we have just an endearing, she's not, she's, She's not saving Nick Nolte because she's so brilliant and amazing and all these things. She's saving him because she softens him. That's right. That's you right. Know? Yeah. And you see his journey in the movie, right? It's like yeah. he gets out of jail. James Earl Jones. Love my guy, James Earl Jones, man. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know what? This is the same guy. He's going to go and commit another crime it's gonna happen this is his past behavior is gonna predict his future behavior and the, and they think see this is what he does but yeah. then it's like a whole story of how a person is trying to grow and then these forces are trying to almost keep this person back from growing you know? yeah <laughs> yes and, and I love, I mean, everything about the premise of this movie, the bank robber that the cops drop off at the bank, and he <laughs> yeah. even tells them, he I'm going to rob it for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even though he's just getting around. Right. But um, I mean, everything about this movie, and this movie has so many jokes that land so well. Like, like jokes like uh, when, when the, the cash bag gets caught up in the chandelier. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and Martin Short realizes he's too short to get it. So he mm -hmm. yells at the cashier, you get out here and get this. And he steps out. Turns out he's like a head shorter than Martin yeah. Short. <laughs> and I love how they continue that joke later when he's like looking at the footage. In I the used to play basketball. Man. Yeah. I play basketball at the Y. I could jump higher than that. <laughs> watch, watch this part. Watch this part. He's so <laughs> yeah. proud of it. He's so proud. He's <laughs> and James Earl Jones, you wouldn't expect him to be in this movie. No. 
but he is so great in this movie and i feel like all of his scenes land so well one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is when they bring the vet in to be questioned (laughs) by the police and he's and that the guy who plays the vet i forget his name but he's he's like the flying fat man in dune in the original dune which is crazy yes and he's such a great character actor he does all these characters back then so well he does comedy. He does weird things like mm-hmm. Dune, you know. Uh, but I mean, just a brilliant actor. And he he had my daughter rolling the most, you know. <laughs> when, when he like whenever he'd like slip into like calling Nick Nolte a, a dog and things yeah. like that, he put the bone in his mouth. <laughs> oh, oh, he did not like the plastic, the rubber bone. No, sir. <laughs> From the angle of entry, it looked like his leg was raised. He must have been in the act of peeing. Exactly. I mean, just all this stuff was so great. And the way that James Earl Jones' character and the other and his partner are just cracking up about it. Yeah. And when they find that, and then he gets the phone call that says Nick Nolte's character is going to turn himself in. And he's just, he, he's, he, he, he doesn't break out of the laugh. He just keeps laughing. He's like, sure, come on in. You know? <laughs> yeah. And that is just such a brilliant way to play that scene. And I don't think many actors would have made that choice to have played the scene that way. I think they probably would have like chosen to stop laughing and be like, oh, oh, come on in. You know, I mean, hurry, yeah. you know, you know, but that's, I, I, I should have done more homework and found out more about, you know, how this movie came together, but it, that doesn't interest me as much as just watching it on screen yeah. and saying, oh my goodness, how, how did they make so many good choices? Because the scripts, like what people are saying, usually it really isn't that funny. Yeah. But I feel like this movie just comes together so well because of the choices that the actors make in each scene and and the director and things like that. And it's like, it just works on a level where it doesn't need that many like punchlines. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes sense. It's not, it just, it feels like it just flows together. You're like, Oh, that makes sense. And the comedic timing, you're like, this makes sense. You know? Yeah. I I mean, Martin Short's one of my favorite people. He's hilarious, man. Ever. And if you ever see him interviewed, uh, his interviews are my favorite. They're so good. He's, to, to me, he feels like he's, he's on that level with Robin Williams, that mm. kind of level of brilliance and his mind just, all everything's firing at 110 <laughs> percent you know true. what i mean yeah i feel like i don't think you could ever stump him you know yeah. what i mean like he yeah. would just he, he would have a he has a response for anything and if he doesn't then he'll just like fall off the chair or something like that yeah. you know what i mean he'll he'll yeah. find some way to make uh anything he's doing hilarious and and just enjoyable to watch because he's been in some stinkers of course. Yeah. <laughs> but this was a different turn for him. Like, I was like, why have I never seen this version of him? Really? Yeah. Like, what happened? Like, I want more of this. Yeah. Right. Where you see he gets to play the whole gamut of emotion in this yes. show. Yes. I mean, just the first scene he's in, he doesn't enter the movie for about 10 minutes mm-hmm. or so or something like that. 
But when he comes in, he comes in with a bang. <laughs> and That's from the get-go, you can see that, that he plays it serious, but all these funny things are happening. Uh, and I yes. think <laughs> that is part of the brilliance of somebody like Martin Short as well, that he knows how to play a scene. Like he's not, he knows that in a scene like that, to make it funny, he has to play it straight. Yeah, yeah. And I think that is also sometimes a lost art for a lot of dramatic and comedic actors where yeah. they don't know sometimes that, that the, the straighter they play something, the funnier it will be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's not a concept today. It's just, yeah. just very different. Like the movies of that time, actually I was watching, I think it was last Christmas. Uh, I forgot which platform had it, but. I don't know if you ever watched 8-Bit Christmas or something like that. I don't think I have. It's really good. It reminds you of the Goonies. It's okay. like a Christmas version of the Goonies. All very right. irreverent, very 80s, like kids. And I was like, oh, they get it. <laughs> this was like something I used to watch where there's just all this weird, irreverent humor, very flawed people. And it almost felt like they weren't trying that hard, but it was so funny. I just can't stand when love- comedies try too hard. To like make it funny you know yeah that um you know it, it feels like the difference and I'm, I'm using these two movies because there's some of the same there's at least there's at least two of the same actors in it do you remember the movie bridesmaids oh yes my three bro- my two brothers it was the three of us my two brothers and i went to go see that together we were crying i mean just <laughs> crying funny, crying with laughter <laughs> i mean it was just it, I, there were there were moments where i i didn't know if i'd ever seen anything funnier in my life you know <laughs> just in the theater watching it for the first yeah. time just crying with laughter compare that to ghostbusters the latest <laughs> you know the one with the, the yeah. all-female cast right i mean <laughs> i uh, something no. <laughs> <laughs> How could you how could you have that many brilliant comedians in a movie and create something so unfunny? But it's because once again, like go back to the original Ghostbusters with the original cast. Um, those are really funny guys. Yes. But Bill Murray is the only one who's really not playing it straight. Right. Right. Every, everybody else they're not really finding the humor in any of the situations. Bill Murray is the only one who's kind of the, the oddball goof goofball of, right. of the group. And that was the, you know, I mean, that's the whole problem with, 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 with things like, just like you said, it's like, just because you are funny doesn't mean you have to be funny <laughs> right. for the movie to be funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, you know? man. It's- they're so serious. It's so funny in Ghostbusters. And Dan Aykroyd's characters, like there's a lot of psychic turbulence and like he was serious, but I thought that was so funny. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, does Ray really ever make a joke? No, it's all serious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Egon, I think he might make one joke in it and you can see that he's proud of himself. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to remember the scene. I'm trying to remember what he says, but he like turns and does a little smirk like, 
yeah. I know I made a joke. You know? Yeah. Because it's the one time he makes one. Everything else is like, you I know? collect spores, fungus, and mold and stuff like that. It's, <laughs> it's like, right. it's like serious about yeah. it though. <laughs> like, oh man. <laughs> one of my favorite scenes of Egon's was actually from Ghostbusters 2 when Sigourney Weaver's character is saying goodbye to him. He's in his lab doing a little thing yeah. with the puppies and the kids and stuff. And he's working with like temperature, I think, something like that. But anyway, she says goodbye to him, gives him a little kiss on the cheek, and he just, he's on cloud nine because she yep. gave him a kiss on the cheek. And then he turns to his assistant and says, Let's see what happens when we take away the puppy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's like, <laughs> he just got something that he loves. So now he's going to take away something. Yeah, somebody exactly. Else. I mean, <laughs> You know, I, that, that, that is, uh, I, and I hate to be like the good old days because yeah. there's brilliant movies coming out all the time. Sure. We have brilliant movies coming out all the time today. But there is something like, oh man. And every era has bad movies in it. So of I don't want to act like, yo oh, man the 80s were so great it had so many great movies well it had so many bad movies too it had sure. so many terrible <laughs> terrible horrific movies and the 90s were probably worse the 90s <laughs> might hold the record for the most bad Pretty movies bad. I, I don't know i it's don't know so bad <laughs> it's very so, bad <laughs> but um so i don't want to sound all stodgy like you know oh the good old days but i do feel like we're just going through a a, a, a phase right now yeah in filmmaking where directors and script script writers and screenwriters feel like everybody in a comedy has to be funny yes does that make sense it does yeah so there there can't be any characters who aren't funny it's like well no that is actually <laughs> really watering down the comedy and making it so the whole thing isn't funny anymore yeah because we no longer are highlighting something that's funny. And we're, we're now just like, you know, and, and nothing's believable anymore. No, no. Like the original Ghostbusters, once again, I mean, it's one of the most perfect it's comedies. So and in my it's mind, so it's one great. of the most perfect comedies ever because there's actually a lot in it that's not funny or it's not yeah. like, it's, it's not a gag every second. Not everything that comes out of somebody's mouth is funny you know that's true and so and a lot of the stuff that is really funny that lands so well is stuff that like them walking up the stairs yeah going through this whole heroic stance <laughs> yeah and then the next scene they're just dying trying to walk up all the flights of yeah. stairs <laughs> yeah. to get to the final battle <laughs> you know what i mean imagine that scene in a comedy today it's like uh the director and the screenwriters, they just wouldn't have enough confidence to think that something like that could land with audiences. Right. right. They wouldn't think the audience would think that watching these guys arduously just trot up the stairs would be funny, but it yeah. is, it is funny. It's yeah. hilarious. It's way funnier than anything we got in that <laughs> all female Ghostbusters. I don't know what to call that one. Does it have a specific name i don't remember it was not memorable oh wasn't me. it called like answer the call or something like that wasn't i don't honestly it was not subtitle? memorable for me i was like eh. <laughs> it's hard yeah. when something like a masterpiece was created and be, and then you want to keep creating like a franchise out of it or come back to it it's yeah. like i don't know man it's like uh 
Yeah, it, it, it's definitely not something that needed to be revisited. I understand from a money. Sure. You know, that, that we want to make money. So we have this title that we want to make money out of. And I didn't actually even see the latest Ghostbuster. I haven't seen it. Afterlife. I haven't. Yeah. I heard it's good. I heard it's pretty funny. But I heard I, I heard mixed things. That's what yeah. that's why I just was like, you know what? I'm good. I think I've seen the first two, which are amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, the second one. It, nothing could have lived up to the first one. The first one right. just came so oh. far out of left field where everybody's like Ghostbusters. What? And yeah. all of a sudden it's. I mean, everything from the theme song. Oh, so know. good. Yeah. <laughs> so I good. Mean, when you have a theme song that's like a top 10 hit on the radio, then yeah. you know, and it, it's not like a theme song. It's not like a Disney theme yeah. song where it's like a love song or something like that. It's no, he's singing about the Ghostbusters. The Ghostbusters. You know? It's yeah. kind of funky, you know? It's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> So and actually the this this the second soundtrack was actually really good too. I agree had, totally. It had really solid tracks in it. Put some I Bobby mean, Brown in that action. Uh, you know? <laughs> like, too hot to handle. Too, too cold, cold to hold. hold. <laughs> the cold Ghostbusters and the ink control. <laughs> so good, man. So, so good. good. Um, uh, back to Three Fugitives. Um, so once again most everything that worked for me in that movie is is that the characters don't find the the situation funny at all no and that's why it's funny and it goes back to a definition of comedy that comedy is actually based on tragedy Mm. so what is tragic to someone else is now funny to you right yeah so if I slip on the banana peel and I get hurt, well, that's not funny because I'm hurt. I'm in pain. Right. But if someone else does, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and I exactly. think that's the, that's the key to a comedy like Three Fugitives and things like that. You're watching people go through hell, basically. Yeah. You know, Nick Nolte's character is just trying to lead a good life. And, that's and, right. no, and nobody wants to let him. Nope. You know, that's exactly right. I mean, if you describe these characters, you're like, wait, this is a comedy. Martin yeah. Short's character, his wife died, and now he can't hold a job because he's so depressed, and his child has hasn't spoken since his right. since his wife's passing, and he's robbing a bank to pay for the special school to to, to for his child to go to. This isn't funny. No. There's nothing funny about this. No. <laughs> but it's hilarious in many parts. It's like, oh, this is funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And part of that is if you would have told me that Nick Nolte and Martin Short are doing a movie mm-hmm. and you would have told me that would be amazing chemistry between those two. I'd have been like, eh, yeah, same I don't here. Know. I don't <laughs> like, know. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. You know, <laughs> these guys seem like they're just completely different. Yeah. Animals. Yeah. But it's one of those movies that really works. I feel like Nick Nolte came with just his normal self. Like he was just Nick Nolte <laughs> and Martin Short had to become someone else to make it work. Like that's what it felt like to me. Like, but still be himself. That Nick Nolte was himself, man. <laughs> like, 
But at the same time, I saw him. One of the things I love about Nick Nolte is I've never seen him in a movie where he phones it in. Oh, never. Never. So, so, <laughs> so you're thinking he's in a comedy. And, you know, he's, maybe he's just going to be kind of in on the joke. Wink, wink. I'm a yeah. tough guy in a comedy. Here's some one-liners. Here's some, you know what I mean? It, it, like what, what you get from a Sylvester Stallone That's comedy. Right. Yeah. Something just really horrible like Oscar or something, uh, you know? Or, 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 or stop, stop my, my mom. mom will shoot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stop, right. <laughs> you know? stop my just mom will shoot. Something horrific <laughs> like that. But once again, Nick Nolte plays it totally straight. Oh, it's true. He doesn't tell any jokes. No. He doesn't he he doesn't mug for the camera. He Nick Nolte is in a straight up crime movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we're laughing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's just trying to get his life together. Think about a guy who's trying to get his life together. Oh, this is a good story, you know? Like, yeah. All this stuff keeps happening to him. He's like, why can't I catch a break here? I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. When he's just like a slamming Martin Short yeah, to the ground. Like, five years, five years. Yeah. He's so angry. He's so mad. <laughs> When he takes the gun from him and he like yeah. takes over the, the, the bank robbery, basically. Yeah. Like, Dugan, come on. Dugan, <laughs> get all those snipers off the roof. I mean, he knows what he's doing. He's like, know? this is how you do it. Okay. Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and Martin short, once again, he like, Oh man, it was just painful to watch him you know, accidentally fire the gun and, or, or, you know, <laughs> yeah. shoot him in the leg and just like, oh my gosh. Like, wow. <laughs> I mean, everything that could go wrong goes, goes, goes wrong. Yeah. terribly wrong. And, and, and once again, I feel like if they were to make this movie within the last 20 years, Martin Short's character would have gone to jail. Yeah, yeah. And then they would have shown him like at the end, some kind of happy thing. They're visiting him and he's going to yeah. get out soon. He's going to get on probation or whatever. And he's going <laughs> to be able to visit his daughter. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, things like that, you know, that would be how that movie would end today. Yeah. But because it was made when it was made, they just keep being criminal. They just keep being criminal. Go for Canada. Go to the border, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you play a woman. I'll be the guy. <laughs> like, Did you see the ending coming where you're just like, oh, no. I saw that coming. I was like, eh, well, I mean, it's like, well, it's, they were trying to wrap it up. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. I was like, oh, well, you know, the movie's about to be over. So this is coming to an end quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just, I just loved that whole um, ending. I, I loved how the movie just kind of meandered. Does that make sense? That there's no climax to this. No, movie. it just keeps going. It just keeps yeah. going. Like they keep getting into these incidences and into the next one, to the next one, to the yeah. next one. And there, there's <laughs> no like final face off. No, there's no, no, there's no nothing, you know? And I think <laughs> maybe an audience today might wonder you know what what you know they might walk away like wondering why there wasn't yeah you know some giant beam in the sky and <laughs> you know big explosions and things like that you know what i mean yeah yeah 
I remember a good example, I think, of this. I remember the first time I ever showed, I was listening to David Bowie and my mom was asking me, I was visiting my mother at the time and my parents and, and my mother was asking me, why, why do you like David Bowie? I mean, what's so great about him? And I was like, well, I just love all his music. And I put on yeah. what I thought would be a universally just kind of like, yeah, everybody can get into this song. I put on Young Americans. Mm-hmm. And I just thought everybody loves young Americans. It doesn't matter what kind of music you like. You're going to dig young Americans. She was sitting there listening to it. And she's like, I don't understand what I'm listening to. <laughs> and in that moment, that, that moment actually made it into a song later of, of my own. It made it into some song lyrics because it, I was so interested in that moment that something that could speak so deeply to me and yeah. move me so deeply somebody else is like what the hell am i even listening yeah to? yeah <laughs> i experience that all the time with people i feel like well i watch something that i'm like really deeply into and then i recommend it to them and they're like eh, i wasn't that into it i'm like how is that possible <laughs> I'm yeah. like, it's crazy you you wonder and and um <laughs> I was actually talking about this. Uh, it, it seems to be a running theme in, in uh, some of the, a lot of the conversations uh, I've had recently. So a couple of months ago, I taught a Sunday school uh, lesson and, and we were talking about Joseph of Egypt and I was talking about, mm -hmm. and, and what I did is I brought in um, five different perspectives on the Joseph of Egypt story, because you have the Jewish perspective, the Christian perspective, uh, the, the Muslim perspective. Uh, you have just a scholarly historical perspective and then a very unique Mormon perspective on the story um, that that is uh, completely different than all the others. And so the question is, who's right and who's wrong when they're interpreting this story? And I, and I returned to this conversation just just yesterday or the day before with with my son in he was asked to uh, do a little talk in, in, in church and, 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 uh, and he was given a scripture to talk about. And I said, well, that's very interesting. Here's, and, and I started talking to him about that scripture and about how there's a, a lot of different translations of that scripture. Uh, for those of you who are interested, it's uh, Isaiah 29, mm -hmm. 13 and 14. Well, it, if you read the King James, verse 14 comes off as God is going to do this great and marvelous work. A marvelous work and a wonder is what, is, is what the scripture says. Well, and so what, what, what most Christians read that, or, or Christians who follow the King James, I should say, and, especially, and, and Mormons especially, they take this verse very seriously because they, they interpret that as talking about Today, he's prophesying about today, today's era, I should say. And this marvelous work and a wonder it, from a Mormon perspective is the bringing forth of the Book of Mormon and things like that into the world in preparation for the second coming. That is a Mormon perspective. Christian perspective is going to be a little bit different. And, and even some Jewish perspectives still read this verse and say, God is going to do something wonderful. Well, then you go and you read all these other translations. And instead of wonderful work and wonder, 
they're, they're, they're using words like obscurity. I will continue to do obscurity or I will continue to astound this people uh, to bring them back basically into repentance. A, a very negative connotation or I mean, negative, positive, tough love, maybe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, God. yeah. So anyway, to wrap this up, I, I'm just talking to my, my son about if you just go to a different translation, you're going to read this completely differently. It's going to yes. mean something completely differently. And once again, you have to ask the question, who's right? Who's yeah. wrong? And what I was talking to my son about is the power of metaphor. The power of metaphor, the power of strong and engaging storytelling and things like that is that they can transcend and that you can take something completely out of context even and you can misuse it and abuse it and it still holds some truth to it. It holds, it holds some kind of veracity to it that extends beyond the bounds of which it was written and intended and its original intention three fugitives probably doesn't do that <laughs> no <laughs> no but um you know to what we're getting at i i think that is just so interesting how things can transcend meaning and also just be meaningless yeah depending on who you're talking to Completely. something that is so meaningful to one group of people it has no meaning whatsoever for somebody else. It's incredible. <laughs> it really is. Sometimes I'm stupefied by that. I'm just like, wait a minute. This was really like in depth and really well done. And like, yeah. no, I don't know. I just fell asleep. I'm like, okay, what time did you watch this? <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Were you on your phone while you're watching this too? Like, yeah. come on, come on. That that is a problem. You're double screening. Come on. You know, once again, I sound like an, an, an you know, old fart or something like that. But I tell you, <laughs> our attention span, our ability to focus on one thing, and I can be as guilty of it as anybody. Sure, yeah. I have a stack of books of like 30 books next to my bed <laughs> because I keep going from one to another. You know, I mean, it's a real problem. It's, it's a, a real problem. It's a confession type for Simon. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a problem. It's a real problem. It's a lot real of books. problem. There's a ton of books. And I don't know if I'll ever finish any of them. Some of them I've actually finished before and I'm actually rereading it. I'm going okay. back to them. I tend to read a lot of nonfiction. So yeah. it's not like I have to like get through a plot or something. Yeah, yeah. A lot of what I'm reading are like philo uh, philosophy and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, or, or things that more of a historical nature. So I can kind of like skip to sections that I'm yeah, yeah, most I like interested in. Uh, but, but it is like, um, I, I mean, I can, I can relate to people who are just like yeah. uh, watching a movie, but also looking at their phone and then <laughs> something, something like that. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's a real big deal today. Seriously. It, it is. <laughs> it's it, like, it, watch the movie <laughs> like, or show. You know, um, it, it's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, theater dying. Yeah, because in, in, in the theater, it, it's rude to be on your phone. Of course, especially especially live theater. Of course, it's really rude to be on your phone. And and I say especially, but I think it's just as rude in a movie. Yeah, 
Um, but from an audience perspective, I think it's just as rude in a movie. From a performer's perspective, I think it's even more rude to be yes. on your phone during, during a, a live play. But um, I, I just look around and see unconscionable people, just people without <laughs> conscience looking at their phones during what has, has been, you know, months in the making for, for these people, so much hard work. And there's yeah. like, oh yeah, what's going on on Instagram? <laughs> like, what could, what could be so oh, important? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> nothing. That is the thing. There's nothing that important. It's so weird. There's nothing. <laughs> I mean, I hate to make absolute statements, but I'm going to make one right now that 99.999% of the time that somebody goes and looks at their phone when they are supposed to be paying attention to something else, there was nothing important going I on. I agree. I think it's absolutely <laughs> vapid. There's literally nothing. It's just a doom scrolling adventure. You know, it's, it's all yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and, Sometimes I miss out on things on social media. Shannon keeps me up to date on things. Yeah. But because I just try not to be a scroller. Yeah, I'm not into it. And I'm sorry, you know, I get on there and I love to see things from my friends. I love to see updates and things like that. But if I have to look for it, I ain't finding it. <laughs> you know what I mean? If it ain't just like right there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't want to look for any updates about my friends, honestly. They just better text me. <laughs> I mean, you know how this friendship works. We're texting each other. So like, yeah, yeah. No messaging and on social media. I don't even have it. <laughs> honestly, I, I do prefer that way of communicating. Yeah. I don't think it's realistic for everybody to communicate with me that way. Yeah. So, you know, when somebody's just putting up engagement photos of their kid, you know, or sure. whatever, something like that. You know, I think the, the social media is so wonderful for those yeah. kinds of things. I don't even want to know that. It's <laughs> 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 worth missing probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to watch another show or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Everything can't be that important. <laughs> no. But actually, I mean, but real communication, I prefer... like real communication. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and even text communicate. I'm totally fine with just texting or yeah, messaging sure. or stuff like that. I think that's a wonderful way to communicate, but I do prefer it to be one-on-one, -on -one, you know, yeah, I don't me too. just like have a conversation on somebody's post. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> if I no. see somebody on somebody's post that is interesting, I will normally private message. That's exactly right. It. Yeah. You know, I, I probably yeah. won't start the conversation in their thing in their thread, which is not good for their algorithm. I know, I know it's be helping them promote <laughs> Damn their algorithm. Like, no, it's supposed to be helping them get as many likes as possible, but I just I don't know, man. I, I just want to talk it. to people like this. That's just, that's the world I want to exist in. I, I don't yeah. even really want to exist in other dimensions. I mean, I'm sure, I guess mathematically I do There's string theory or something, but you do, I mean, yeah. who cares? There's, I want to be like right now, like there's another know. version of you out there that is addicted to Facebook. Now here, now here's a question. Would you want to meet these other versions of Simon? Yeah, really? Oh, I, I want to kick their ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I really would. I would be, really, I would be so interested to know what other versions of myself are up to man and 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 and, and i hope they all suck <laughs> you just i can you you know? Know. I, there can only be one <laughs> yeah 
There's that movie Jet Li, the one. Yeah. Where he goes around murdering his alternate That's selves right. to become stronger. Is that you? That's me. That's me. I'm going to be the ultimate Simon. <laughs> Not good enough. You're done. <laughs> that movie's a good movie. It is a good movie, actually. I was surprised when I watched that movie. I didn't expect it to be good. Me neither. I thought it was going to be horrible. Yeah. I did, man. And I actually really enjoyed it. I'm not saying it's like a masterpiece of filmmaking, but I actually thought it was very well thought out and the I different so. philosophies between the two versions of himself yeah. that were, that were going to be, you know, coming, to, we're going to have the climactic battle. I mean, they did a really great job. I know it's strange, right? I, I actually really enjoyed the movie. <laughs> I'm not just sure I want to meet other versions of me. I don't know. I just why like, not? Why wouldn't you want to meet them? I mean, I don't know. I just think it'd be too weird. I like, am I, you know, I'm like talking to you. I'm like, why do you look like me? This is so weird. Like, like <laughs> I would like have a hard time processing it. I feel like I'd be like, this is just strange. <laughs> like, I mean, it would be strange. It would be it would be monumentally strange. But I think I'm into it. Man, you, this I'm is into. a kinky version of. <laughs> I think I'm into it. <laughs> this is the BDSM Simon. Oh, <laughs> so into it. <laughs> so funny. You know, you know, you know I, I just want to like start having a conversation with myself and then just sucker, sucker punch. Me. You know what, I mean? what was that for? It just felt like it. <laughs> yeah. That's for being you. <laughs> That's something that I've deserved all this time. <laughs> but nobody's done it. So I'm doing it to you. <laughs> it feels like it's, we're even now. You know what you could, it's a, an interesting thing. I've been watching Time Traveler's Wife, uh, the series, which is so weird. It's so weird, but he like meets himself at all different ages all the time. Uh -oh. And it's like, wow, how you like, would you talk to yourself if like the 32 year old version of yourself met the eight year old version of yourself and you like had lunch together? Like, I just think yeah. that'd be so weird. Like, I'd be like, kid, be. you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah well i mean first and foremost i would say you know right around 20 somewhere like 2012 or something like that invest heavily in amazon <laughs> you just that's heavily. what i would tell them. heavily <laughs> save as much money as you can and buy as much <laughs> stock in amazon as you possibly can afford borrow money beg and steal and invest in that company <laughs> and around 2022 sell it all to sell and it. and retire on an island somewhere i want you to meet like the the other version of you that like really loves the music you hate like <laughs> such a, that's what i yeah. want you to meet yeah. <laughs> he's just like he's like really into brooks and dunn or something he's like love trap music and stuff it's just like it's like unbelievable. He's just into club music. Yeah, he's just he's clubbing. Like, yeah. He's, clubbing, <laughs> he's just clubbing, clubbing Simon. Like there's versions just, of you you would hate oh, so much. Man. He's, <laughs> he's like, what, what's that in your pocket, roofies? Yeah, you're like, <laughs> dude, dude, you're like, I hate yeah. you so much. <laughs> Everything about you I detest. <laughs> and I, that would be a good buddy movie right there. Right. I mean, right there. That's a <laughs> good, just meeting the version of yourself that you absolutely detest like the that's a good, that's a detest good like yeah. you met them and you just couldn't stand anything you're just like i would never want to know you but it's you but it's you
like every dot, everything about that person is you. I mean, I've always said, you know, if if my wife Shannon ever left me, I'd understand. I wouldn't (laughs) want to live with me either. You know what I mean? I mean, that's that's that. I mean, that might sound kind of dark, but the worst roommate I think I could ever have is myself. Wow. I mean, <laughs> got dark, you know, man. <laughs> I mean, not 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 that I'm I'm such a bad person, but you know, I you know, you would look at you and be like, it, it, you'd have those moments. You're like, yeah. wow, this is what other people have to put up with. <laughs> you're 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 a horrible person. You're horrible. You're a horrible. It's like person. the movie Multiplicity, I, over and over again. With this. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you, you get it <laughs> yeah yeah i would probably catch myself sleeping with my wife yeah. oh my god <laughs> this is like, real what dark is wrong with you <laughs> well their version you of you, you. <laughs> yeah. like, okay yeah i get it there's a lot of flaws in this i'm telling you man i'm very <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, man. It might be too much. I'd just be judging the person all the time. I'm like, I don't know. You're me, but it's just weird. I, I just. That's yeah. why I'd end up fighting them. And <laughs> I, I don't won't. fight anybody. I don't fight. I'm a total pacifist. But yeah. I, if I if I was hanging out with me, I would probably fight me. It's okay then because it's you. Yeah. <laughs> I, like The internal struggle just became external. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Gemini man. Yes. Yes. You know? Yes. Or, you know, like the movie Logan. Logan. That's another. Yeah. He has to face off against the darkest, worst attributes of himself. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, the other me would necessarily be the darkest, worst worst (laughs) attributes of myself. But I'm saying that's what I would probably see. Yeah. Clubbing I probably wouldn't it. look at him and be like, <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't look at the other version of me and be like, he's really great. Like <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> probably now, what if the person was very, very close to who you are in this plane? Like really close. And like, yeah, I mean, that, that's that's what I'm saying. I, like, I would hate them. I, I think I would <laughs> still hate them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I would just see all the flaws that, that, wow. that I have, you know, just be like looking in the mirror. I mean, I'm I'm a bit vain, <laughs> but 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 I'm vain in the way that I'm always disappointed in myself. Does that mm, make sense? Yeah. Like you look sense. in the mirror and I'm vain in the way where I'm not like, oh, he's looking good. I'm like, yeah. Hey man, get yourself together. <laughs> you know Imagine I mean? if that person's alive and he's yeah. walking around. So if I'm looking at that guy. And I'm just like, really? This is what <laughs> oh other God. people are putting up with all the time. Why do you have any friends? Why does anybody put up with this crap? <laughs> this is a dark look into Simon. <laughs> it's like this is such a dark look, man. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> like, you know, I'd be looking at that guy I'd be like, you are worthless. <laughs> oh my God. You are... Yeah, talking about yourself at the same time. Yeah, literally. Exactly. Like, you know, this is so dark, know. man. Uh, <laughs> like, I didn't think about that at all. Just so you know. <laughs> like, you know? I mean, you, you probably have a very good self-image. And so you're probably like, well, if I if I met me, it would just be weird. And I wouldn't like it. would just it. be weird. It'd just be weird. Uh you know, I, I don't think I have low self-esteem or anything like that, but I, I, I think I'm pretty cognizant about what a, 
a ridiculously kind of flawed artist kind of personality I have, yeah. you know, kind of that obsessive, you know, uh, personality <clears throat> and things like that. So I would look at me and I'd just be like, what is wrong with you? Get a grip. Don't be so selfish. You are so selfish. You know what I mean? I just see all these attributes in myself that I try to kind of like keep, you yeah. know, in within, yeah. but they're there. I know they're there. Yeah. And if I see the other me, that's all I'm going to see. I mean, this is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> this just went very deep, <laughs> deep and dark, man. <laughs> I would meet clubbing Simon. I would definitely want to meet clubbing. You'd Simon. want to meet clubbing Simon. I'd be like, wow, Simon. dude, yeah. let's go. <laughs> he would change his name. And, and I would, so I, there, there's a, there's a, a, a young guy who, who modeled for a shoot that, that I was a part of here recently. And I think this is his real name, Joe Champagne. Did I mention Joe Champagne <laughs> no, to you? No. Great guy, but what a name. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was talking to my kids about this. It's just like change any important figure's name to Joe Champagne <laughs> and see if you're still going to follow. Change Gandhi's name to Joe Champagne. Crazy. You know, I mean, Martin Luther King Jr. Just change his name to Joe Champagne <laughs> and see what happens. The movement's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just thinking about that. I was like, all right, clubbing Simon. He's probably going to have a name like that. He's probably yeah. going to go to the club and be like, I'm Joe Champagne. <laughs> Joe you know? Champagne, who are you? <laughs> I'm Simon Milliman. No. No. <laughs> no. I don't think so. I watched your performance. It sucked. <laughs> it would be so self-critical so all the time. <laughs> Joe Champagne would be performing at the club yeah. and he'd be, he'd be singing just like the worst, like, you yeah. know, like, you know, bitches want to get in my, exactly. you know, I don't know, whatever that he'd be Anything into that like kind that. of stuff. You know what I mean? I was like, Oh, God. this sounds horrible for you to meet yourself, by the way. <laughs> it's like, just just so critical. No matter the version, you're just completely critical. <laughs> I would feel sorry for the other guy, for, for the other me. I'd feel sorry for them because they're just going to be judged. That's what I'm you saying. Like, yeah, I mean, like... I would feel bad for that. It's like, listen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry but you're horrible. Right. And you want to meet them. That's the other weird thing. You want this to happen. That's what's blowing me about it. Like, like, you would think you, the logic would be like, no, I don't want to be judgmental. You're like, no, I want this. Yeah. Like, no, I want this confrontation. I'm seeking this out. Yeah. <laughs> what's the address? <laughs> A lot of people don't know the mean streak I have in me. You know? <laughs> Clearly. You know, I mean, <laughs> like... <laughs> I, but that mean streak is usually reserved for myself. Yeah. Usually, yeah. usually, you know, I, I'm usually a bit more um, kind to other people. Is this I your next to... album, Simon vs. Simon? Is that what Simon like? be Simon. <laughs> be Simon. Oh, man. The dark side and the <laughs> A and B sides is like <laughs> one guy is singing like really 60s style. Yeah, yeah. You know, truth and love, right. peace and love kind of stuff. And the other guy is, <laughs> you know, the, the only thing I can think of is uh, the, the the one of the songs that they do on Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's it's a uh, he's th they're throwing a party and they're doing. I beat that bitch with a bat. Yeah, exactly. I beat that bitch with a bat. That's <laughs> 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 
most beautiful thing ever where um he he like gets sad so he changes mm. the music so it's slow <laughs> and now it's just i beat that bitch with a <laughs> it's just a slow version of the same song I mean, <laughs> he's just... feeling the emotion to it that would be clubbing simon that would yeah I think Titus from that show would be clubbing Simon. Actually. Maybe, maybe. I think yeah. that would be. Oh man, now I'm starting to like him more. <laughs> if, if it was, but be critical at the same time. Simon, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd be so into that. <laughs> this is just I, <laughs> <laughs> You know, in a strange way, he's not Titus, uh, but sometimes he reminds me. Of, in a strange way, I'm already, I already kind of have that in my life with my younger brother. Oh really? Yeah, and and he and I don't think he you know does a lot of clubbing and stuff anymore. He's married now, you know. Yeah. So. Wow. But but you know, uh, I I used to pick him up, you know, from from the yeah. club when he couldn't drive himself home and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Um. So anyway, you know, uh, and and I never judged him. Yeah. I always thought so... he was the most hilarious guy ever. <laughs> this is so crazy. So, but but <laughs> if I saw myself acting the same way, I'd be like, "You're such a loser." He's so enthusiastic, though, to meet yourself. You're worse. (laughs) I hate you. Can I meet you? Just because I want to confront myself with some hard truths that 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 I myself am too scared to do. Ah. To 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 I actual stuff. But if but if it's another me, and I don't have to live with that judgment, (laughs) the other guy does. I don't have to live with that judgment. <laughs> you know, I can just I can just pass that burden on to him. Glad I got this off my chest. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> like, We're good. And then he goes and hangs himself. Yeah, but, exactly. you know, <laughs> you know, that's okay. It wasn't me. <laughs> it was the this other is me. So it's sick. fine. <laughs> I mean, this is a sick, sick, twisted <laughs> turn of events. It's a good movie, Three Fugitives. So yeah, watch Three Fugitives. Everybody and, should see it. It's, and, it's uh, you know, maybe yeah. skip the last 20 minutes of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Simon had existential issues. <laughs> he enthusiastically wants... To, let, me, let me wrap this up. He enthusiastically wants to meet another version of himself and completely tear him apart. Sucker punch this person and deal with his issues through this person not have to deal with it himself that's it <laughs> i i think i came up with a solution for it i'm gonna have a custom heavy punching bag made with my <laughs> with my image on it <laughs> i hate you i hate you <laughs> i don't like you <laughs> i think i've got it you got, got it we figured it out some deep therapy that just happened here was. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, is it really good to get off my chest? It's really good. Because just talk about how much I hate myself. Exactly. That's so bad. I just, I just, I just needed somebody to know. You just, I just needed somebody. I just needed somebody. It's just so bad. It's like you just started going on in my mind. I was like, wait a minute. Am I hearing this correctly? <laughs> you know, I'm just you being know, honest. You know. I'm just being honest. Oh man! If you're gonna meet your 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 other self, you might as well lay all the cards out on the table. <laughs> Clearly, you know I mean, you might as well. You might as well just 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 face some really hard yeah. truths. I mean. 
isn't that the shouldn't that be the point of any of these multiverse movies right which i haven't seen either of the newest ones yet so nobody spoil anything for me i haven't the seen one it. i really want to see is the everything uh, all together all the time that one the the, the michelle yo one mm. uh I, I i'm not that curious about the doctor strange one but i feel like i need to watch them both to compare yeah. and contrast yeah but uh, that that feels like it should be kind of the point of those kinds of that that type of filmmaking where if you're going to go visit multiverse versions of yourself then you should be seeing the various versions of yourself that you like and don't like yeah <clears throat> well we but, know what uh, you're gonna do yeah <laughs> <laughs> gonna, it's very clear i'm gonna find some militant redneck version of myself yeah yeah and i'm just <laughs> Doesn't that person already exist in Alabama? <laughs> I kind of find him. His, his name is like, I don't know, Joe Whiskey. Yeah, it's like Joe Jebediah Millam or something like that. Yeah. Just shooting in the backyard and you're like, what's up? <laughs> you look a lot like me. Yeah. <laughs> I am you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your guns? <laughs> Don't I got a problem any. with you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I think I could take myself. I think I could do so it. Weird, I think I man. could beat myself. How would you know, though? Like, how would you know? I know all <laughs> like, my moves. I know. I'll fight like, dirty. I'll fight dirty. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Wow, we're really getting <laughs> deep. Yeah. And you would get dirty because it's you. Like, all the rules are out the window. Yeah, all the rules are gone. Oh, man. I was just talking to my kids just last night about how my older brother and I used to fight and like yeah. the last time we ever fought and it wasn't like a real fight where we had an argument when yeah. fought. the argument was who could beat the other in a fight. <laughs> That's that was the whole basis of the argument. <laughs> and both of us were just like, I can take you. I can no take problem. You. So we went out on the grass and we settled it. <laughs> settled it. Is this the okay corral? And I was telling my kids, we stopped when there was too much blood. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is unforgiven or something. <laughs> and, and neither of us are violent people. You know, I mean, like I said, I'm a complete pacifist. Right. But if my older brother, <laughs> but if my older brother is like, I can take you, it's like, oh, really? Mm. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> this is like. <laughs> So you incongruent. Know, I, I, but, <laughs> but I feel like if memory serves me correctly, we stopped because we were like ruining our shirt with this blood. What? <laughs> like, we gotta stop because we're gonna ruin our clothes. This is very revealing. You know, like, <laughs> this episode went off the rails hard. <laughs> like, I asked one question and it goes like, <laughs> it's until this dark fantasy. <laughs> It's a now, dark fantasy. Yeah, the fight with myself would go down too. Yeah. I'd be like, what? You're getting blood everywhere. Just stop. Just stop. Go go clean yourself up. We're done here. We're done here. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> just a lot of hate. <laughs> it's, like, it's just. Why do you bleed so much? <laughs> I'm a pacifist. <laughs> I don't but I'll kill in you. Violence. Now stop bleeding on me. <laughs> so wow man i just learned a lot i'm gonna tuck that away all right yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna get simon mad just ask him to talk about himself eh. yeah <laughs> <laughs>
Simon, what do you think of yourself? Don't you go there. Don't you don't go there you with me. Even. Don't even start with me. <laughs> I don't want to talk about me. You know how I get with me. <laughs> I do know. Yeah, it's on record yeah. now, too. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you would think that some would be like, oh, I don't really like myself, you know, mm. blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, oh, you know, I just don't have very good self-esteem. Yeah. And things like that. Yeah. But no, no, with me, like, no, I'll kick my ass. Yeah, you're like in the movie Looper. <laughs> you're definitely trying to kill your other self. Like, <laughs> like, this is like Looper Simon. Yeah. You see the other person, you're like, you're dead. <laughs> no, no conversation. You're going to be dead. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, if I ever see Simon in the street, oh, man. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> he better be surrounded by cops because I'm He's coming dead. after that exactly. guy. Exactly. <laughs> I can exercise this personal demon out of me and you're it. It's you. <laughs> it's a lot of pent up rage going on, but you know, I haven't fought anybody for over 20 years. So, you know, yep. it's, there's a lot of, I got a lot of fight to get out, I guess. That's why we're doing this every two weeks now for Simon's purpose, uh, getting right. through all these issues. That's right. That's right. <laughs> he needs more time. <laughs> I, need, I need more air time to talk about how I hate myself. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know, I think I should start a podcast, Everything I Hate About Me. Yeah, everything I actually probably really popular, honestly. Oh, like, everything I hate about me. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, let's hear what he hates about himself. Other versions of me. That's what I hate. <laughs> yeah. It'd just be like true confessionals, I think. You know what I mean? Wow. And and I would have to outlaw it from my family. Like you guys can't listen to this. You're the trailer from the author of Jesus the Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Comes a podcast of self-loathing. <laughs> well, yeah, I get with this guy. I hate myself too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of people. Everything I hate about me. Colon, mother, why didn't you? <laughs> The multiverse of silence, <laughs> like, welcome to the multiverse of hate. <laughs> he doesn't have mommy issues. He has self issues. <laughs> wow, self-identity issues. Oh, he really no. hates himself. While other guys are wondering why their mothers didn't love him, he's asking, why did my mother love me? <laughs> <laughs> why did my mother? How could she love a person like me? <laughs> how can my wife want to live with me? <laughs> The terrible roommate. <laughs> Pretty good. crazy. Yeah, it's like good. it's good. It's good. And all of a sudden, we've this. just created a whole I'm thing. On, this. Uh, yeah. just, you know, the ideas are here, Simon. <laughs> Going from arbiters of bad taste to everything I hate about <laughs> me. I, hate about me. <laughs> I mean, you know, you got to talk these things out. That's how yeah. it works, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a good brainstorm. I know that's the point. So yeah, you know we're doing this twice a week. Not twice a week. Geez, twice, sorry. Twice, twice a month. Eh, twice a month. I couldn't handle Simon that much. Too much hate. No, yeah, <laughs> too, too negative. He's too negative for me. <laughs> twice a month is is amazing. And uh, Top Gun next. We're doing Top Gun next. The that's new one, right. Maverick. That's right? right. Going. Yeah. Going I'm going to, to the movie theaters. I'm gonna go. Yeah. Yeah. That'll yeah. be. That'll be fun. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Raving reviews, I've heard. I mean, yeah, everyone which, loves it, apparently. Which I would expect, actually. Yeah. And, 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 you know, if you would have 
maybe asked me 10 or 15 years ago if I would expect a, a sequel to Top Gun to be good, I probably wouldn't have thought no, so. I wouldn't have been into it, no. But I actually think Tom Cruise makes really great uh, action movies. And I think the more control he has of those movies. The better they are, I'm telling the you. The better they are. <clears throat> He's wild, man. He likes to really push the edge. Yes, and that's why I think this movie's going to be great. Until Simon watches it and we come back and he picks it apart like he does every movie. <laughs> hey, I stayed positive about Three Fugitives. You did, and which was a turn for you. <laughs> I, it, it, it's because I watched Three Fugitives, you know, rewatched it, and and after you know, having not having seen it for maybe 15, 20 years, and this is how I this is my criteria was. Was it a good idea to begin with? And then was the idea executed in, a, in the way that the filmmakers intended? Right. Yeah. Because what, you know, if you have a bad idea, then, 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 then you can't go anywhere with it. But if you have a good idea and then the filmmakers failed to present the idea, you know, in the way that maybe they wanted to, or maybe that it, the, that, that, that was deserving of the idea. Yeah. And so Three Fugitives, with all of its imperfections, I think is wildly successful at having a great premise and then executing the premise really well. Man, this is Simon saying this. This is this version yeah. of Simon <laughs> saying this. Yeah. He didn't hate it. He loved it. I did not hate it. In fact, I loved it. Wow. That's big. I loved it. Yeah. Wow. I loved Big it. Time. And, I, and I'd watch it again. I would too, actually. I thought it was very entertaining. I, <laughs> yeah. I just want to be entertained. <laughs> like, and it's kind of full of a few of those character actors that, that, you, that you saw back in the night that were yeah. kind of like, they, they were the doing character lots actors. of TV yes. and, and movies back then. And, yeah, and the guy from like, Ferris Bueller, he was there. Yeah. You know, um, like, the, the guy who, he's like the crime <clears throat> crime boss guy who, who runs the bar and does that's the right and stuff. yeah he did a lot of stuff back then with like macgyver he yeah had a recurring role macgyver just just he, he just kind of went around and did yeah. all these kind of yeah. little roles like that and he, he was just fantastic he was even one of the golfers in bagger vance i think yeah you know, legend of vance. <laughs> a lot of recognizable guys and yeah lady. yeah the, it was guys great. that weren't like huge but but they 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 had really great careers doing these yeah. little parts like that that's exactly so, right Anyway, Simon, uh, this has been gun. real, man. You know, I'm, Top Gun's I'm next. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. excited to go to it better movies. be good or Simon's going to rip it to shreds. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, he's going to rip it down, to shreds. Tom. Because he's going to rip Tom apart if it's not good. <laughs> I know Simon. He's going to rip it to shreds. Okay, let me tell you about this. Did you yeah. see that? I mean, not enough talking, not enough talking, too much blowing up of stuff. <laughs> I got it down, man. <laughs> like, I, I appreciate your impression of me too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Did you guys know that I hate myself? Anyways, <laughs> not enough talking. <laughs> or in the case of myself, too much talking. Too, <laughs> too much talking. Oh wow. man, what a what I'll a time! Shut man. up. <laughs> Simon, always a pleasure, man. Seriously, yeah, man. Always a Thanks. pleasure. We'll Back talk in a couple weeks. Soon. All right, later. All right. The Health Profession Scholarship Program from the U.S. Army Healthcare Team 
can offer full tuition for med students. That's the Army difference. Learn more at GoArmy.com slash tuition paid. Drew and Jonathan Scott here to tell you that American Family Insurance wants to protect your dreams. So whether you're at home singing in the shower Every note or prefer singing your heart out in the car like Drew Cruising You can save up to 23% when you bundle your home and auto insurance with American Family Insurance. Get a quote or find an agent at AmFam.com. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.